Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Excuse My Ignorance Podcast. Here with, as usual, Felipe. What up? And we got a guest today, Shara. Hello. Welcome back. You're going to do some uh, tarot readings for us. Mm-hmm. Nice. That should be fun. I'm excited. Are you excited? Me? Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> what? How many times is this that you've been on? Uh, four? Four, I think it's it my fourth like time. Six. <laughs> yeah, well. I think it was only my fourth time. Okay. <laughs> right on. Or my fifth, actually, because you you and I've done more than one together. I think. Yeah. So and I've done two by myself, two, I believe. Four, so it might be five. Something nice. Like that. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. Nice. Sick. You want to go first? Do I want to go first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Okay. Do did, it. Did you guys want to do the three card or the? Uh, Cross. What's the difference between the two? Um, ten cards versus three. Ten uh, cards? Do we want to do ten cards? I, I don't care right now. Yeah, so uh, it looks, it's either... What is the three cards tell versus us versus this. the ten cards? Um, basically, your standard is past, present, past, present, and future. Yeah. Um, basically, any variation of like a three, you can associate each card with something. Okay. For specific answers. Uh, Celtic Cross has a lot more options. Um, it basically is a, you have your problem and your everything that surrounds the problem and then the solution and outcome. That's the idea behind that. What's so, the problem? That would be for you to oh, decide. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's your problem? <laughs> is, it, is it like a, a wish where you're not supposed to say? Um, it depends on who you talk to. Okay. Um, Depends on if you want it to come true or not. Well, and right. it's, it's not, obviously, it's not a wish at all for a tarot right. reading, but, like, yeah. um, some people, the way that they will read is you will have it in your mind, and they'll read for you. Sure. Based on, like, their intuition and stuff. Yeah. Um, I have a hard time doing that. Okay. So, um. What do you prefer? In reference to which one? Yeah. Yep. It depends on what you're reading for. Do you guys have a question in mind? A problem that needs fixing, or do you yes. just want a general? I have a problem that needs fixing. Sure, let's do the. Okay, so that would be Celtic cross. Okay. Okay. <laughs> cross them Celtic. Oh, so oh yeah. I'm trying to figure out how to do this. Yeah. Cross them like Donkey Kong. Sure. <laughs> I was gonna say like Steph Curry or something. Cross them. Uh, Michael Jordan. Oh, uh, like uh, yeah. Like Allen Iverson. There we go. Like AI <laughs> crossover. Yes. So which one of you is going first? I can go first. Do it. Are you thinking about the problem that you need fixing? Yes. The obstacle in your path? Any variation thereof? Obstacle in my path. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to have you with your non-dominant hand. Okay. I want you to knock on the deck three times. Yep. And then cut the deck. Submissive hand. The what? My submissive hand. Right? Perfect. Isn't that the opposite of dominance? I suppose. <laughs> made it weird, though. <laughs> I guess I would say recessive, maybe. I don't know. Your recessive hand. Submissive hand. Oh, man, you got a... <laughs> well, that's a lot of cards. A jackalope. A jackalope? <laughs> jackalope. All right. That's kind of what it looks like. a jackalope. A jackalope is a rabbit with... Antlers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is definitely intended to be a deer. Oh. Um, so without <laughs> actually reading on the things, I can tell you you have a lot of major arcana. Um, Which means? Uh, they tend to be more, I guess, like powerful cards. Okay. They have, and they also have, uh, let's see, because it, well, one, two, three. So it's you a powerful problem you have? Maybe, or it's just kind of like... The energy of the cards are stronger. Okay. They're, they're, I don't know how to explain that part. Um, sure. All right. So if you think about it this way, think about it in your, like, math-wise. So there's, like, I can't remember how many of each, but <laughs> yeah. but there's it's only, there's only like, 20 major arcanas. Okay. And how many then do I have? Five. I'm trying to see it in here somewhere. I don't remember the... There's, like, 78 <laughs> cards total. 20%. So there's... A lot of basically like face the regular cards, face cards, whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the the four suits. There's, okay. Let's see. Uh, basically, what 
thir- is there 13? 14 in a deck of cards. How many is in a suit? It's that many. Oh. For 14, right? For a suit. Yeah. Of cards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is it so, 13 okay. or 14? It should be 14. Yeah, I think so. Ace, 13. Yeah. So, so there's 14 of each of the four suits. Okay. And there's... Okay. So, 40, what, 50, Arcana whatever? Arcana is a suit? Pretty sure it's 13. Not exactly. Okay. So, there's... Well, because it's Ace, 2, 3, 4, 5, yeah, so 6, 7, 8, 9, 10... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jack. Okay, so there's 14 in this. You're right. You're right. 13. But there's 14 in this. Okay. Um, anyways, yeah. So, point being, <laughs> there's significantly less major arcana than there are minor arcana. Okay. And the fact that you have five out of a ten-card spread is un- unusual. Is kind of how you would view that, I guess. Okay. I'm unusual. Does that make sense, at least, in that yeah. capacity? Okay. I think so. So, in addition to that, each of these suits have their own kind of like theme that goes with them. Okay. Um, so like the wands, they deal with like intelligence and action, um, matters of the mind. Uh, pentacles are more material items, earthly possessions, things like that. And uh, cups are emotions. So they're, they're more that kind of thing, um, which are the, the different kinds. You don't have any swords, so we won't get into those ones. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so... I'll tell you kind of what each of these mean, okay. and we'll see if we come up with an interpretation. So, your heart of the matter, that's going to be Mother of Cups, mm-hmm. and... The bottom one there is... The first one... The heart of the matter? Yes, heart of the matter. Um, I'm just going to read you the description of the card. So, okay. the Mother of Cups rivals the High Priestess with her natural psychic abilities. She's a gentle, gentle, tranquil woman whose insights bring healing to those around her. She thrives when admits admit oh god I can't read them to you admits her family the arts music or beauty of any kind like a true swan when the mother of cups is pushed she becomes aggressive and defensive she'll commonly see herself as a victim when in a dep- distressed situation um, so like your keywords here are insightful and psychic so that's your heart of your matter your opposing factor is going to be what crosses it so that's temperance that's one of the major arcana and she's all the way over here. Um, keywords of this one being healing and renewal. Um, yeah, so the great blue heron remains calm and peaceful while she bends the opposing elements of fire and water. The temperance card asks you to be a moderator, much like the heron. Focus on cooperation and compromise. If you've been excessive with one aspect of your life, practice self-restraint and moderation now. You'll find a new sense of healing and balance from bringing a little harmony back into your life. Ooh. Yeah. Does oh, that <laughs> making sense with your problem? Yeah, I think so. Are you drawing drawing lines? I'm I'm drawing lines point A to point B. Carol. Well, I'm interested in your root cause being the hermit. The hermit? Uh-huh. So, the idea of being a hermit is not supported in our society. But in the realm of Terra, they are the most celebrated and valued creatures. Through meditation, solitude, and stillness, they bring wisdom to all. When this card appears, it is time to step back from the business of day-to-day life and focus on your inner realm. Become more self-aware. If you're intrigued by meditation, start now. Spend time by yourself. Your inner fire is ready to be lit. It will shine for all to see. So solitude and meditation, those are your keywords for the the root cause of your problem. Okay. Um, and let's see, the sun is your past. What a nice, lovely past. Aww. Lucky you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how accurate that is. But... Vitality and enlightenment. <laughs> Imagine for a moment that you're soaking in the warm rays of the sun. It feels nourishing and healing, like all your aches and pains just fade away. The sun card brings this amazing energy into your life. Vitality and hope abound while you feel assurance and clarity in all you do. Spend some extra time outside today and be grateful for the radiance of the sun and the life force it gives all creatures. So that's more probably about uh, not taking for granted the things that you have. Okay. And I could see that coming from your past. All right, so your goal... Yeah. Or the goal of the problem, depending <laughs> on your view. Uh, that's a what? Five? So six. Sorry, it's Roman numerals. Ah. <laughs> so your goal, union, desire, joy. It's the lover's card. So two <laughs> Canadian geese, mate for, mates for life, traveling partners within an expansive sky. The lover's card is a welcome sight in any reading, as it suggests a beautiful and strong relationship is on the horizon. 
Yes, you'll experience all of the thrills and desire and romance, but meanwhile, you'll be building a solid foundation together. The lovers honor and respect each other, and with that, they can go anywhere. If you're already in a relationship, time to be grateful and nourish this rare and precious gem. Mm. And the, what was the top card representing? Your goal. The goal. So which one was that one? The goal. Your goal. Oh, that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So, yeah. So it goes one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. Root cause. What is it? Opposing factor. Like... Root cause. Yeah. Heart of the matter. Opposing factor. Root cause. Past. Goal. Future. That's where we're at now. Okay. Your future. Ooh. So, pentacles. What's about to happen? Are, like I said, earthly possessions, so let's see from there. Okay. The father of the Pentacles is a steady, gentle man. Upon first meeting, he can almost seem dull because of his extremely calm temperament, but underneath is an incredibly passionate man who prioritizes the stability of his job, family, and home. He is entre entrepreneurial and diligent at work, a true pleasure to know. Um, the other thing is a lot of the like face cards, so the daughters, sons, fathers, and mothers of this deck standardly can represent uh, actual people as opposed to concepts. Okay. Uh, not always. They're not always people. And it's not necessarily that fathers are all male or anything like that, but they can oftentimes represent a specific human in your life. So, yeah, just so you know that bit. Yeah. All right, let's read about you now, mother of wands. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> right. Mother what? Yeah. <laughs> Mother wants. Mother wants. Attractive, domestic, and vibrant. So, this card is what represents you, specifically in reference to your problem. Calling me a snake? That's right. A snake is actually <laughs> not a negative thing. Oh. You know, a lot of sim symbolism. Yeah. I said symbiology. That's not the right word. <laughs> okay. You got two of them, too, though. Two snakes? Two snakes. Yeah. Where's the other one? Right. Two oh, yeah. There. yeah. And they both have cool. sticks. Nice. <laughs> The mother of Wands is a vibrant woman and happy mother. Family comes first in her world. She's very protective of it, and it is dominant parent within the home. Though proud and determined, she has enough grace and beauty that you hardly notice her forceful nature. Oftentimes, she has overcome great pain or trauma in her life. It's important not to be on her bad side. So your external influences are going to be also the three possessions. That's a seven. Ooh, that was too far. So it's a period of contemplation. A curious card, the Seven of Pentacles, shows a period of contemplation and uncertainty. You're looking back at all of the hard work and wondering, has it all been a failure or a success? You can't seem to decide. Shouldn't you be reaping more rewards by now? Maybe so, but the mind has control over perception. It's possibly rewards are waiting for you to recognize them. They're not always monetary. So that's your external. I find it interesting that this and this are paired. See? Your hopes and fears. That's your other snake. Your father of wands. I've lost where the wands were. Alright, your father of wands. So this is, as I said, hopes and fears. Mm -hmm. Father of wands is a man of mystique and charisma. Others are drawn to him naturally, and he welcomes them with an open and loving heart. Usually you'll find him involved in the healing arts, as he is deeply compassionate and in tune with life and nature. He is able to hold steady and still during conflict. So there's that. I always find it weird that hopes and fears are the same card. Yeah, that is. Uh, I thought that was a little bit weird. Mm -hmm. said that. Yeah. All right. Your final outcome is completion. I already know that one, but let me find it. The world. Wholeness. Completion. <laughs> the world is the final card in the journey of the Major Arcana. It signifies completion, harmony, and contentment. It's rare to experience this energy as we are usually consumed by wanting, needing, and achieving. So when this card appears, contemplate for a moment the idea of being whole. Focus on the image on the card and close your eyes and envision this radiant energy inside you. What does it feel like? Where is it located? What blocks you from feeling a sense of wholeness each and every day of your life? So, as far as actual interpretation, it's hard mm -hmm. for me to take in all of them. But pulling here, here, and here, it sounds like this journey takes place mostly inside of you. Um, it seems like something that you're going to have to more or less contemplate. That word came <laughs> up a lot. Yeah, it did. So maybe meditation is your thing and maybe it's not. But being able to take time aside and sit and think about what it is and not just what your problem is, but the other aspects you might not be thinking of. So if your problem is like, I don't have this, 
Well, you can look at it two ways. What do you have now and make sure that you're not taking that for granted right. and going further in, what what do you have of like you, like what are you that is pushing that part of you away? So why is it you feel this thing, need this thing in your life? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Why do you feel that you need it? Is it because you don't feel like you are enough because this thing is missing or whatever it is? Okay. Kind of thinking that in mind and what pulling into it like a, why is it important for that to be a part of your life? Because is it really or is that other people's interpretations? That's Ooh. my intuition on this little drawing here. I don't know what your problem is, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Huh. Did you see me, uh, did you, knowing me, uh, and I guess not really knowing the problem, but <laughs> does that sound accurate? I could definitely see that being the case. Like I said, I don't know what question you were asking, mm -hmm. but I can see that being an answer. Yes. <laughs> what about you? What? <laughs> oh, yeah. Same question. Same Would, question. Yeah, just like knowing me, would you think uh, that... <clears throat> Sounds accurate. Uh, Is that an accurate description? Possibly, but I think <laughs> it really revolves around, you know, what your inner thinking is on what kind of issue you have. Because <clears throat> really, like, I think a lot of it can go in lots of different directions, you know? Yeah, that's fair. Cool. <laughs> you want to go next? Yeah, yeah. All right. Do you want Celtic cross too? Sure. Yes. Okay. Non-dominant hand. Three. Three. And cut the deck. With the same hand. Yeah. That submissive hand. So the way I view it is conscious versus subconscious. Like with your hand. Mm -hmm. Your conscious hand is the one that you use for your daily activities. How, how many cards are there? I should have done that. I wish that I would, would have had a... Forethought to do such thing? Yep. <laughs> but it, wasn't, I did, it wasn't too much forethought. It was like halfway through yours, so <laughs> you were same position. Yeah, like 10 is, is a little bit more right. than the 3. A little bit harder to remember. And then but the first one is um, is the root, right? The first one is the, the heart of heart, the matter. Heart. heart of the matter. Yeah, I have a hard time distinguishing between what the difference between heart of the matter and root causes. Mm. I mean, like, I get it in theory, but, like, when you're trying to explain how those things relate to each other, it's hard to differentiate. I think it's more to do with, like, what you're thinking most about, and then which is the heart of the matter, and then the root causes kind of why you're thinking about it in a certain way. It, yeah. All right, so you'll see the difference being is you have zero major arcana. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Um, but you do have states. you have swords and cups and, <laughs> and wands, but you do not have any pentacles. Is that the right word? Sneeze. You don't have any pentacles. That's cool, dude. I'm not into that. <laughs> so, um, the, the sword cards. Yeah. Uh, did I tell you that the wands were? I'm trying to remember. I feel like I always get them backwards. What did Wands are fire, swords are air. Wands are fire, man. <laughs> <laughs> Wands uh, are like so a hard fire. to remember everything. Uh, so they each have their own elements as well. Fire, yeah. Elements. So That's what I was looking for. Uh, the pentacles are earth, uh, fire, air, and water. So it all kind of makes sense. These ones are the ones that are the most confusing. So wands are but, air, not fire. Wands are fire, swords are fire, air. Fire, sword, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I always get them mixed up and think these are air for some reason. Mm -hmm. But anyways, so, you know. My first one is, what is that? Sword. It is the eight, eight of swords, yeah. So this is, you're hanging in the balance. You can't stay where you are. You're basically at a stalemate. Sorry, I pretty much have the swords memorized. They come up right. a lot in my life. Okay. Surrounded by obstacles and threats on all sides, you find yourself the victim. You see no way out, no available choices. Your perceptions keep you from opening your wings and taking flight. What keeps you suspended here? Yourself or others? The Eight of Swords demands an answer. You cannot hang here for much longer. 
So trapped and powerless are your keywords. Uh, your opposing factor, five of cups. And two is the uh, what? Uh, opposing factor. Opposing. The five of cups indicates a time of grief, deep grievance, and sorrow. A relationship may fall apart or an old friend could slip away. There will be disappointment and even regret when this card appears, and it's important not to take, make any hasty decisions. It may also be helpful to look at the type of expectations you place on others. Perhaps they can never do enough to please you. Your keywords are grief and disappointment. Story of my life. <laughs> All right, your root cause. It's going to be the Four of Cups. Oh. An outsider would look upon your life and see supportive relationships, pleasure, and even a bit of luxury. But you don't see it that way. Instead, there's discontentment, apathy, and even greed for more. The Four of Cups warns not to take your situation for granted, nor the people I did this wrong. Sorry, I realized that this is three. Anyways, this is actually, this is your past, what I'm reading right now, and I'll four? get back to it. Yeah. Okay, the Four pass. of Cups warns not to take your situation for granted, nor the people who supported you along the way, and look around. What are you truly longing for? Name it. That's your past. Sorry. What was the keywords for that? Keywords are greed and discontent. All right, now let's actually get to your root cause. Sorry, I read yep. those out of order. So root cause is which one? Four? Four. Uh, so it should be one, two, three, four. Yeah. And I went one, two, three, four. And yeah. I, oh, okay. yeah. So, so I just read it backwards, yeah. So three is actually root cause, which is your keywords are courage and inner strength. A single wand stands up tall, ablaze with light. The others fall away in shadow. Such is the story of the seven of wands. You will not find any strength or support from others, only yourself. Time to be truly courageous and stand up for your beliefs. You may feel overwhelmed with caution and fear, but your internal fire will guide the way. Keywords for that? Courage and inner strength. And then we're going to jump up to your goal. because <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I recognize a lot of the cards in yours. I, I tend to draw these ones frequently, too. So it's funny. <clears throat> so your goal... The card of beautiful implications. The Six of Cups focuses on magic and innocence of childhood. The roots of years past are alight with color and vibrancy. Look back upon them. Get lost in your memories. Old friends may surface and seek you out. All reunions will be joyful. Enjoy simple pleasures and wonder in all areas of your life. Your keywords are memories, childhood, and joy. Your future. Sorry, that's not funny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this one is what? This is the future. Future. A dynamic creature, the Son of Swords, is a man of action, not of grace. He pushes forward and towards his goal with urgency and determination. To top it off, he's very well educated, making him a force to reckon with. Usually he's seeking approval from the patient and just father of swords, who casts quite a shadow onto his son. Working with this stimulating and exhausting young man can prove to be a challenge. So your keywords are forceful and determined. Nice. Alright. <laughs> oh look, another mother. Different one though. Yeah, but it's your card again. So the card that represents you in this reading yeah. is Mother of Cups, which we've read already. Although it wasn't your card. So, the Mother of Cups rivals the High Priestess with her natural psychic abilities. She is a gentle, tranquil woman who sometimes brings healing to those around her. She thrives when amidst... I just think it's that word. Amidst her family. The arts, music, or beauty of any kind. Like a swan, a true swan, when the Mother of Cups is pushed, she becomes aggressive and defensive. She'll commonly see herself as the victim when in a distressed situation. Keywords are insightful and psychic. So that this represents me and the issue, right? Yeah, in the issue, yeah. Because um, that one, I felt, went a lot with the heart. The heart of the, the matter. heart of the matter. Anyways, yes. Which would make sense, right? I feel like 
That's the heart of the matter. That's the heart of the matter of the problem? No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) The issue and the heart of the matter. Right. You know? I mean, if, yeah, I suppose. That's not what I meant. I didn't mean to say that you are part of the problem. That's, All right. You know, <laughs> maybe. Your external influences. From the dark and entangled tangled branches emerge a butterfly. New life taking flight. If you're not yeah. reveling in the joy of success already, you will be soon. The Six of Wands is a card of victory and rising up against the odds. The obstacles have been relentless, but now is not the time to look back upon them. The more pressing question is, where will you go with your new set of wings? Your keywords being victory, success, and rising up. Okay, you're a butterfly. Yeah. <laughs> you just gotta fly, right. spread your wings and fly. <laughs> I don't see that card as specifically about me. Your hopes and fears. Uh-huh. Um, an extremely high energy card. The Ace of Wands indicates new growth is all around you. Your ideas and outlook will expand while creativity seems endless. This fertile time can also have literal meanings. A pregnancy or birth may be on the horizon. Though it's thrilling to embark on your new journey, your good judgment is preceded more than ever. Don't rush into it. Corey, are you pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> no. Your keywords are expansion and inspiration. Did you pee on the stick? <laughs> I didn't. No, you should probably check. I should probably check a stick? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a lot on the ground on my way in here. Outside. That's weird. E? No. <laughs> oh, I mean, it could have been that too, I guess. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> like, how'd you know? And your That's final my spot. outcome. The Ten of Cups overflows with positivity. Your goals are being realized, and the excitement of surrounding your surroundings is magnetic to you others. You may feel as though light and color radiates outwards from you, almost like you're shining. Experience sensations like this with an open and joyful heart. Do not doubt this power. And your keyword is radiating energy. Nice. Right on. So, uh, summary for him. Yeah. Can, can we go through, uh, from three on, I was paying more attention to the overall goals sure. and what everything means. Uh, so like threes card meeting meaning. So the the this one. Yeah. I just want to make sure that I'm actually since I read those backwards. Yeah. Let me get back to it. So. Just like not not necessarily there, like sorry. the keywords and the specific things, just like what this like card three oh. represents. Interpretation. I see. Yeah. Root cause. Root cause. Yeah. Ah. And then four. Uh, the past. Okay. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that I was going in the right direction. Uh, Your goal. Uh Uh-huh. And then six is your future. Okay. Seven is you. Uh Uh-huh. Eight is external influences. Nine is hopes and fears. And ten is your final outcome. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Hopes and fears. This one to me says that you're at a crossroads, and I think it has a lot to do with kind of your mind frame. Yeah. Um, because it sounds like a lot of your past and maybe part of your present um, is overlooking kind of the good things and not realizing how far you've come. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have this chance to start anew, but it's kind of up to you to make that choice. Right. And not necessarily worry about the new because I've already have something of a success and I seem to be doing something correct anyways. So, so not to really... The other thing with uh-huh. this specific deck is the more color in the card, the happier it is. Right. These cards are freaking amazing. I love the yeah, art. Pretty the art is really cool. Um, but I think... The thing to keep in mind is like, yeah, you get a little cover here, but it's just, it's dark and it's dark. Yeah. It's dark and then yes. boom. And then right you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's interesting. Me too. How are mine? I don't remember. Snakes. They're just all black. No, this one is the lovers, <laughs> which is a very bright card. That same card as mine? You had the lovers here. Oh, that's not the same. 
It's not okay. the same. <laughs> um, I, th- I don't know how the Major Arcana work in that capacity. I don't know if they follow the same guideline of the color, but... Oh, okay. Well, thank you. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that was, that was cool. <laughs> I enjoy reading tarot. I wish I did it more because that's the best way to actually start remembering kind of the, the basics of them, but also mm-hmm. the more you do it, the more kind of in tune with your intuition, your deck gets. So it's easier to read them. Did so I can look at it and be like, oh, this is saying this. Yeah. Right. Because there's only certain ones that, I don't know, that I have a feel for because sure. I've read them so frequently. Yeah. Because I usually only read for me. Okay. Um, so like I said, I recognize a lot of yours. I didn't know most of yours at all. <laughs> um, but I, I pull a lot of sword cards. So no. they're kind of fresh in my yeah. mind all the time. <laughs> So you're saying the the more you read, the more intuitive it becomes? Yeah, kind of, yeah. You get more in touch with cards. So yeah, part of it is like, okay, I have this knowledge of, okay, this is the basic idea of this card. And then mm-hmm. as you like fully encompass that knowledge, the background of how do these relate to each other becomes a lot easier. Right. Uh, okay. Or certain c- cards opposing each other. Yeah, or yeah some, well, and the other like thing, this specifically is... She wrote it as like a beginner's tarot, uh-huh. and she wrote them without the intention of the being read in reverse. Read so, in reverse. Yes. So that was like when the cards are upside down. Yes. Okay. So depending on how how they're facing, they're either oh, up or reverse, and it it changes their meaning. So no. there's like what seventy something cards in the in the tarot deck. I don't actually know off the top of and my those head. Those don't have different are. meanings for each. But these ones don't. But most decks do. Okay. They have a significant amount. Let me see if that actually tells me any of those things here. Yep. So there's 22 major arcana, and uh, 14 of each of those. But I don't remember how to. How do you do math? Yeah, quick math. 28, 28, 40, 56. I, I want 70, the calculator, right? 78. I missed. I missed yeah, so I was right. 78. To, uh... So there's 78 cards, <laughs> and most of them have at least two meetings. So. Okay. Yeah. That's a and lot of stuff to remember. It's different than just simply the cards upside down, so it's the reverse. It has a lot of that same, like, okay, well, if it usually means, you know, good, now it means bad. Just, that's a really simple version. But uh-huh. there, it, it's also, like, connotations. So, like, sometimes it means fairness sure. and yeah. justice. Uh-huh. But on the other side, it doesn't necessarily mean things are unfair or there is an injustice. It might mean that, like... Um, trying to think of a good way of putting it like for example like in the realm of like courtrooms speaking of justice sure perhaps are the people that follow the rules so on the other realm maybe you have uh criminal intentions that's mm. not really the opposite of of fair right right do you know what i mean so it's like mm-hmm. not quite the exact opposite but they have mm-hmm. basically opposite connotation words could you cheat the system then and then just go to the other side of the table and read from the opposite <laughs> table? <laughs> it's like nah not feeling this <laughs> Uh, what are the rules? <clears throat> yeah. I put quotes there because there's not really rules in sure. this kind of stuff. But yeah. one of the rules of tarot is you're not supposed to do multiple readings for the, the same, same thing. thing. Yeah. Okay. It's, yeah. That's that like, it's like imagine like using your Ouija board to summon a, a spirit. They show up and you're like, no, nah, I don't like you. I'm, no, I'm going to get a different one. Again. Can, can we talk to somebody else? Yeah. Yeah. Lincoln. <laughs> yeah. So. Could, uh, could you put me through to your supervisor, please? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Love it. So with tarot, I heard that you're not supposed to buy your own decks, right? Correct. There is uh, what you could consider a superstition with that. You're mm-hmm. not supposed to buy your own decks. It either has to be a gift or it has to be stolen. It has what to be stolen? Me? That would be an issue. I'm sure that would be an absolutely wonderful way of doing it. Um, I am not that artistic. I could be. I don't have that much patience or effort to give into one uh-huh. thing. So there's like 70 some cards? There's said? 78. Well, yeah. one, uh, one thing uh, my brother suggested, um, we were talking about uh, expanding influence and the podcast and growing mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Sure. And something I should do is maybe make a little, you know, when we post on Facebook or something or maybe Instagram, I just create like a little picture to represent the overall theme of the podcast yeah mm-hmm. and since we talked about doing this for like two weeks i was like well maybe i'll just make my own single tarot card okay to post out 
That'd be cool. So I might still really do cool. that, yeah. Um, if you're interested. Especially because I, after I watched those, I got super inspired by those. Those things are amazing. Yeah, those legit, like, hand-drawn. Yeah, I love the line work and stuff. They look really nice. Um, each zodiac sign also has their representative uh, tarot card, by the way. If you oh, wanted really? to start with a cancer card or something. That would be a, a good way to go about right. it, I think. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> off the top of my head what the rest of the zodiac signs are. Uh, death is a Scorpio's tarot card. And I have a, like, a, the, that, remember that video with the crab with the knife in his hand? <laughs> so it's like the crab of swords or something. Yeah. <laughs> the crab of swords. <laughs> One of swords, and it's just a crab with the knife in his hand. To, like, draw, like, a butter knife. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty cool. I may look into that, or I just don't want to narrow myself down and just yeah. come up with some yeah. crazy business. So, do you was know, it? like, uh, history? Sorry, not to interrupt. No, I was, I was done with thought. Do you know, Next. like, history of tarot? I know a little bit. Um, I know that they were actually used a lot as playing cards, which is really? interesting. Oh. Mm-hmm. What um, would they play? Like solitaire? I don't actually know how it worked. I think no. it worked similar to like a deck of cards now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that part of that just happened because like, why would you want to carry multiple decks of cards? Right. And I think that's kind of how it mm-hmm. like evolved, I guess. Sure. Um, okay. But I don't really know. Like, where they started, I know that, like, at the very least, they're stereotypically assigned to the Romani tribes. Okay. It's a very gypsy sort of thing sure. to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, exactly what, like, the crystal balls. Yeah. 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 But, uh, but yeah, they were actually all over the place. Um, Rider weight decks are the most, like, commonly referenced uh, tarot decks. Um, but, obviously, you can see that there are a lot of different books um, but a lot of the imagery of the cards is intended to be symbolic of the meaning of the card as well. So it makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Something I found pretty interesting is being a big um, tabletop gamer. Sure. Uh, I wanted to find one that wasn't really as expensive as Warhammer, because Warhammer is really expensive. You need lots and lots of pieces. Yeah. Uh, so I found one called Malifaux, and they don't do dice at all. Hmm. And instead, they have a deck of cards. And uh, and if it's like an offense versus defense, we just flip cards against each other. Okay. And the de- depending on the character you have, it has um, it'll have different moves depending on what suit you pull. Oh, okay. Which I found kind of interesting. Definitely a different way of doing stuff. Uh, and yeah, they had their own suits. It's pretty much just a deck of cards, and they change the suits to you know masks, rams, uh, tomes, and something else. Mm-hmm. Can't think of it. I don't know. I feel like that'd but, be yeah. a little bit harder to remember all the different moves. Is it only based on four the, suits? or uh, It's based off the four suits. In, oh, okay. Uh, unlike Warhammer, where you have hundreds of people on the board, or, you know, 40, yeah. uh, in Malifaux, you have, like, five or six. And each character has their own cards, so it'll tell you what moves they have when you pull a certain suit. And so they have, like, okay. four moves? Or is it, like, uh, it, they have... Some of them might just have one or none, okay. but just some people do have special moves that you, you know... It's interesting. Uh, um, Colton's D&D character that we're using is using a Malifaux model. Oh. Oh, nice. Yeah. If you remember that thing, it's, like, the voodoo little oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Little hat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's got a little doll and needle. Like yeah. a voodoo doll? Yeah, a voodoo doll. Yeah. Exactly. Nice. Back to the little voodoo doll man. <laughs> is a, uh, what, is, what is that called? Uh, uh, the person that does that? The people that... Witch doctor? Voodoo? Yeah. Like Haitians? That's the word I figured you were looking for. He's Probably. looking for a witch doctor. Oh, witch doctor. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think. What um, culture? I it's also like... really common down like New Orleans. That's New like Orleans, it's, yeah. It's place. Yeah. And that's in like America, at least. kind of the theme of the army. They're like little gremlins, but they're all like Louisiana hillbillies. Nice. So, yeah, a lot. Some of them uh, ride giant chickens, you know? All right. Yeah. To ride giant chickens. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to really paint some of those because, you know, chickens can be, you know, the big roosters, so it can be quite colorful. Yeah. yeah. And just have these like little hillbilly gremlins riding on them. <laughs> so funny. Nice. Uh huh. I, I talk to people a lot about this game too, and it's like, oh man, rolling dice is just so integral to playing 
those kind of board games that like nobody really seems to want to get away from rolling dice. But I thought the card flips were nice and easy. It is an interesting You, you don't have to yeah, constantly chase dice around. You know, there's bad sides to dice and stuff. But yeah, definitely different. More, uh, what is it called? Like more combinations of things you can get? Yeah. Cards, right? um, it, in the game, you draw a hand. So at any time you flip a card, you can cheat a card and just slap it down. Uh, okay. So you can kind of strategize when to use your good cards. You know, sometimes you're like, at any time your opponent can do the same thing. So you got to kind of, I think there's a lot more strategy in it than just randomly. Yeah. Oh, uh, I missed, so I'm dead kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I guess I've never really played any, like I've obviously D&D, but yeah. like, I kind of want to leave that sort of stuff to chance. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like it is more fun that there, way. In that a, form of game, uh-huh. I don't know about the rest. Like, if you're literally just battling other people, maybe right. a strategy would be nice. <laughs> yeah. So, some of those things, RNG, uh, just randomness can make or break the whole entire game. And after yeah. playing for two hours, I don't want to lose because I'm <laughs> yeah. a dice roll. When I outsmarted my opponent several different times. Yeah. Or felt like I did. <laughs> Whether or not I did, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, cards and stuff. Yeah, that was that was cool. Yeah. So, so uh, next, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, we just watched that. Yeah, just got it done. It's my first time watching this. Yeah. Three hour long movie. What overall impressions? Um, it was actually pretty good. Actually, I, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I. I I think you were definitely right about all the landscapes. Yeah, they do. All the landscape scenes. Peter Jackson um, likes his landscapes, but yeah. since it was kind of the first time he really dove into it, it's not, you know, overbearing or anything. And, mm-hmm. you know, gorgeous landscapes. It's New Zealand, so. Yeah, I really appreciated that. Yeah. As well as the, uh, how you were talking about the camera perspectives. Yeah. How they made, um, Frodo look really small. And like in Bilbo's house yeah. with Gandalf talking to him, all that stuff is so yeah, great. It's pretty yeah. good. They didn't use any sort of like editing in that, right? No, most everything they did, I'm sure they edited some certain things, but like yeah. they all wanted it practical. Mm-hmm. They, uh, I mentioned this a little bit, but I didn't want to talk about it too much until you actually saw it. But the, like the bar scene, uh, you know, Pippin and there's like, you, they have they have pints. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, all the actors that were like the human size were on like big giant stilts and just oh, had like really? long clothes. So they like, yeah, but it was so impractical that they never use that again. But that's oh. just how, you know, uh, brainstormy and just like idea throwing they were with that. Yeah. Like they just wanted it to be as pretty much as little editing. And, and yeah, just as like... legit looking as they possibly could make it. Yeah. Stand the test of time. Yes. And it will. Because it, you know, especially this first one, because there's not even that much a golem. Like in the second movie, you can mm-hmm. kind of see where the age is a little bit kind of showing golem yeah. CG will eventually not look as great, but it's still good enough. I feel like one of the hardest things is just like the orcs, just because they're such a weird design. Sure, it's yeah. It's hard to portray that in a realistic fashion. Sure. So. And, and they... I loved it. Most of it is practical makeup and stuff like that. There's like a famous shot. It's from the second movie of like an extra who was an orakai and like his kid was on set and he was like trying to talk to his kid and his kid was just like bawling his eyes oh. out because oh. dad was in orakai makeup. <laughs> it's okay. like orakai about to eat this crying child. The orakai was the uh, like the or the. Yeah, yeah, the white face. man. It's pretty much the orcs <laughs> that Saruman specifically created. He yeah, like did his own weird science thing and made his own. The guys that he like dug up, dug up out of the mud. Yeah, yeah. mud babies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Overall, I yeah. Yeah, no, pretty I actually good. thought it was pretty good. Yeah, epic like, shit. Uh, <laughs> amazing. Well, like. Considering the fact that I'm usually not really into those types of movies, sure. I actually thought it was really good. As far yeah. as those kind of movies, you mean just like fantasy in general? Yeah, like fantasy and sci-fi. I don't typically... That's not stuff that I typically watch. Mm-hmm. You watch documentaries? I'm, yeah, I'm more of like documentaries or... A biopic. 
Yeah, probably. The Ruth Bader Ginsburg movie. Yeah. That was a good movie. It was though. a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> I Did you end up watching that? I didn't. It was, it was pretty good. Was I, I liked it. I thought it was good. Uh, it's not as good as Lord of the Rings. <laughs> a lot of fantasy can be very, very hokey, especially like 80s. There was like a whole sword and sorcery era where they were just pumping out massive amounts of these just like yeah. god-awful crap <laughs> sword. You know, I mean, we got Conan the Barbarian out of it, which is pretty good. Uh, you know, but most of those are just any way to have women naked and <laughs> buff dudes chop people up. And stuff. That's pretty much all those. <laughs> that, that's probably what I like. Think all those kind all of movies those are, are going to be. Yeah, and, and then like Lord it. of the Rings is just like top of the class, like <laughs> best of of what you can get from that genre. It's like if you watch like they made a just D and D movie. It's just called Dungeons and Dragons. Did they? Yeah, it's pretty terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's got Jeremy Irons in it, and he is amazing in everything he does. Yeah. Uh, he you voiced know. Scar, so his voice on, uh, is like okay. very epic Lion from Lion King. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, he was the new Alfred from the newest Batman. Batman. But yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. Uh, he he does a lot of. Uh, Oh my god, don't talk about Aragon. <laughs> talk about terrible. <laughs> god damn. <laughs> it was a good oh, book man. series, Aragon. Movies were not good. But Aragon definitely was like riding the tailcoats of Lord of the Rings. Since Lord of the Rings was huge, everybody's like, fantasy book series. Yeah. Make it a movie. <laughs> I think I actually read Aragon. Oh, really? Yeah. It was written like a, by a 14 year old or something like that. Wow, mm-hmm. didn't know that. Yeah, pretty <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, so the Sam runs out into the water to see Frodo. Yeah. And almost drowns himself. And he can't swim. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shooting that scene, the like third step into the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean Astin stepped on a piece of glass like this big. Oh my all the God. way through his foot. Oh. All the so, way through his foot. All the way through his foot. Oh my. Yeah. And uh, there's the special features. You can see him like, I'm cut. And then he's like immediately like faces like, oh, as he walks back on shore. But yeah, he had to get uh, helicoptered out because they were in like a super remote Ooh, area. And, poor yeah. guy. Yeah. Oh, he didn't just keep going? No. <laughs> uh, in the second movie, there's a scene like that uh, with Aragorn. Aragorn. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he... Uh, yeah, yeah. Kicks a helmet, breaks his toe. Yeah, he kicks a helmet, breaks his toe, and uses that as like the field of like his like pain screams are like super legit. And, like kept. It yeah, in but that's oh Viggo Mortensen. That's Viggo, and he is his character. Yeah, he is just okay. Like that like actor is ass. straight up. Yeah, he's crazy. Uh, and Sean Astin, you know, <laughs> Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Fun fact, I don't. Yeah. I think I've told you this already. I don't know if I've told you this, but Sean Astin was actually at the. Uh, he was like the keynote speaker at my uh, when I was getting going to college. I forgot what it's called. That ceremony that they do. I don't know. Can't remember. But like you know, they get all the students in one spot, and then yeah. they like they bring them somebody in, and they're like, "Hey, congratulations." Yeah. Thanks for all your money. Pretty much. We spent it on Sean Astin. Yeah. <laughs> you have to talk to you. He was our minutes. Uh, he was our speaker. That's cool. Yeah. Nice. It was, it was interesting. He did the uh, the lisp from Fifty First Dates. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Gosh. Yeah. Good stuff. You want to pick the next movie? Do I want to pick the next movie? What? Uh, or or are you gonna like Shara? Shara <laughs> pick the, the next two? movie. Oh, I will twenty yeah, hours. Is or two adult? towers. Two, two towers. towers, yeah. Two towers. Are yeah. we just going to... How many Lord of the Rings? Three. Three. There's oh, there's three. only three? Okay. Yeah. And how many hours is it total? Like, like nine, 30? Yeah. Not 30. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be like uh, Harry Potter or something, because they have like, what, nine movies? Eight. 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 Yeah. And oh, they're only like an hour and a half each, though. Right, that's true. Split into two, right? Yeah. The last one, yeah. Yeah. Okay. See, you know, in, in the Lord of the Rings series, he did one movie per book series. So, you know, yeah. 
What do you mean the, per book series? Per, per, per book. Per book. Oh, okay. Book series. Of yeah. This, yeah. Oh, okay. So, you know, Fellowship of the Ring, there's a lot goes on in that book, so, you know, made it a longer movie. Yeah. Where The Hobbit was one yeah. book, and he dragged <laughs> it into three movies. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Added crap and just like, where is this going? Why is Legolas in this movie? <laughs> it's no I sense. That. <laughs> I hated that. He was yeah. in that movie? Yeah, yeah he not supposed to be. <laughs> no, he wasn't. I mean, if you read, if you've read them all in a row, it would make sense that he would have been there mm-hmm. because, you know, they deal with Mirkwood, where's, where's Legolas is from and all this stuff. But, um, yeah. Because the elves lived so long, he was obviously yeah. around during that time. Yeah. What we did get, though, because of that, is uh, Legolas, uh, while they were shooting one of the Hobbit movies, actually sung the They're Taking the Hobbits to Isengard song. So, mm-hmm. you know, having the actor sing the meme song that he's was made from him. The meme song? Yeah. There's a meme song that was made that's like a cut of, it's from the next movie, but Legolas says they're taking the Hobbits to Isengard, and then someone made like a techno oh. remix of it. Yeah. One of the lines from that song is in the first movie. That's oh, all yeah. I can think of. The, uh, Tell me, where's Gandalf? I would much desire to speak with him. Yeah. That's in the song. Yeah, that's in the song, too. Jeez. But, yeah, and then having him actually, you know, do the, like, remix <laughs> on set. The Hobbits, yeah. the Hobbits. <laughs> I was reading a thing where they were talking about there was, like, a, you know, like, not necessarily the protest, but I think they said they had, like, a bunch of Nazis at their school, like, spewing hate speech. So this guy came out with a boombox, and every time they started talking, played that song. <laughs> so the, the remix song, the yeah. yeah. Hobbit size, oh, yeah. Yeah. Hobbits, the Hobbits. Like, oh, we hate Hobbits. <laughs> <laughs> They're not even that tall. They're not superior <laughs> at all. Who, who is your favorite character? Um, Is it Pippin? Which one is Pippin again? He's the one that caused all the trouble. He's the dumb, oh, he's yeah. the dumb Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I kind of want to say uh, Sam was also. Sam? Yeah, that's a good choice. It'll it'll get that feeling will get stronger and stronger because Sam is just is a badass through the whole He's movie. He's like the only reason that Middle Earth is even around. Right, so. exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean you can chalk it all up to Sam being awesome. <laughs> but also uh, the guy that was like uh, that like swore to protect Aragorn, Aragorn, Aragorn. Yeah, Strider, Strider. Yeah, yeah. Aragorn, same person. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I felt he's a little too infallible. That's you know, fair. he I my favorite's Boromir. He's just so, you know, kind of damaged, but you can feel for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the his struggles and stuff, you can understand where he's coming from. And you know, it sucks that he had his moment of weakness, but he definitely yeah. redeemed himself. Yeah. He's the guy that got shot by like five arrows. Yeah. Three, yeah. Right? Three arrows. Yeah, he tried to take the ring from Frodo. Yeah. You saw it come in from pretty much the moment he was introduced because he was the one fighting to use the ring against Mordor. You know, I I was was thinking about this, like, I don't know how I never realized this before, but like, uh, Gandalf is going to study about the ring in the White City, and then he just looks to the left and it's like Mordor going fucking bananas (laughs) in, in the background. And then, uh, Boromir's like, have you ever rode up, you know, and it's like so majestic when you get to the city, and it's like how much no one has hope in the city. It's like, well, you guys look directly into fucking Mordor constantly. <laughs> That's your your primary <laughs> line of your view is Mordor. <laughs> like, maybe have something better to look at than impending doom constantly. It's like, yes, the city's beautiful, and riding up to it's great, but you open your window and it's like a volcano <laughs> fucking orcs all over the place. Like, mm, great. You know, man. I was very shocked to see that uh, Gandalf died. Yeah. Just like right there. Blah, you fools. Yeah. I like, he just like, because he was just hanging there. I feel like they easily could have gone up and just, Maybe. you know, give him a, giving him a hand and Maybe. then he just lets go and I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Just like nice. draw, uh-huh. jaw drop. It's like, geez. Yeah. yeah. And they faked out Frodo kind of dying a few times. 
he gets stabbed twice. Yeah, I was like, man, how many times is this guy going to get stabbed? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> really, it's just showing the plight of the ring bearer. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's what it happens. You got the, the, the power. You're the one getting shanked. Sucks that's to be true. you. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the, the scene where they're trying to cross the stairs. Yeah. This and then they almost get got list. left behind. I was like, they made him go last. Like <laughs> he's uh, like the one who needs to go and yeah. you know, destroy the ring. Yeah, it's like yeah. Okay. Maybe Strider was just making sure to babysit him so he wouldn't let him with out of arm's reach. You know. I mean, I guess. Yeah. And if you're in anyone's hands, who better than Vito, right? Sure. Yeah. Is that like? Something I'll understand later. No, that's okay. the actor. Oh, yeah. Millions and Vito. Vigo. Vigo. Not Vito. He's not like a Russian mobster, Vigo. <laughs> Vigo. He's yeah. from somewhere. I don't know actually where he's from. <laughs> Sounds almost like Italian or something. Yeah. Is, or actually is no. he American? I'm not sure. American Danish. American oh, Danish. Nowhere near right. I not even would not have right guessed. There. Yeah, he know. does this thing with his voice that kind of bothers me. He's born in New York. Uh, Eric. Oh, okay. Born so in New York. Lived in Venezuela and Argentina in his childhood. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's from all over the place. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's cultured. Cultured man there. <laughs> and then fucking Aragorn. <laughs> and he's Strider. <laughs> but yeah, he does this thing with his voice that kind of annoys me. Is like, I don't know, it turns like, when he's yelling, it's like, ah, we gotta go! You know? It's like, I don't know what he, he does. He, like, speaks like, from his throat. Yeah, it's like... Throat. It was weird when he was uh, telling Legolas to get them up off yeah. the theater, whatever, after they enter, uh, exited the mines. Mm-hmm. He just said Legolas's name funny. Oh, Legolas, okay. or Legolas. something like that. And I was like, that's weird. Like, Legolas. And you could kind of tell, like, little hints of, like, an accent, basically, sure. is what it sounded yeah. like, almost. Yeah. In the way that he just pronounced everybody's names, I guess. Well, like, because it said, because uh, they had, like, subtitles when they were speaking whatever language Elvish. it was. Elvish. Elvish, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, like, the way it's spelled, it, I would have thought it was pronounced kind of like he said it Legolas. that time. Yeah. Legolas. Legolas. And maybe, you know, the per- proper Elvish yeah. way to this say it. This is just it, how a white girl says yeah. Legolas. Yeah, <laughs> Legolas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Of course, you say, like, white girl. Oh, well, sure. <laughs> it, What's crazy is none of that is just them doing gibberish. What do you mean? When they're speaking Elvish, they had to learn how to actually, because it's an actual language. Oh, it is an he, actual language. He wrote the whole, it is a whole language. I told you that oh, before he, the movie. He made, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the languages that he yes. made. Oh, okay. Yeah, he straight up made the whole thing. I thought he you were saying that it was a like a giant sorry. language nerd. Yeah. So the way that he wrote the, the books is... His his intention was for them to be read as if he was translating them from a manuscript. Mm. I guess specifically The Hobbit, I think. Yeah. But, uh, but so, like, as he's doing this translation, he's changing the words from Westeron, right? That's the right word? Mm, I think that's I the think place. So. Into to English. Yeah. But he he's translating them almost into Old English, which is why Frodo is still Frodo, and Bilbo is Bilbo instead of Bilba, which mm. is how it's pronounced in Westeron, because... In, and A is masculine in the common language of, of Middle Earth and all this other oh. stuff and it like talks through all of it and yeah. and how like Samwise Gamgee, how his name is actually what it is based on the translation that he took from the Westeron language and it like talks about how much thought he put into all of the different wow. words and languages that he used. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of... Yeah. Scri- scribbling all this down while he's fucking fighting in World War One. Yeah. <laughs> While well, he's fighting in World War One, yes. yeah, he was yeah. fighting in World wow. War One. Yeah, yeah. They actually uh, mention him in Legends of Tomorrow. They oh, go back they? and to get one of his things from back then. I can't remember what it was. Part of a scepter, I think. Oh. They do bring up him fighting in the in the World, World War. War. No. Yeah. Hey. And he wrote enough like lore afterwards that his like family just put together two extra books worth of content. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Of just extra stories and like help like because there's like a hierarchy of like the main god that created everything and like his sub gods and like tiered people because like gandalf and uh the wizards so radagast who you don't need i was trying to 
Radagast. Radagast. You don't meet him. Uh, he's in The Hobbit. Um, oh, okay. But um, Saruman, you know, these wizards, they're not mm-hmm. like what you normally think of a wizard as like someone who studies and has learned how to do magic. They were yeah. just created. They're like angels who were just put on Earth as these beings that are just higher power people. Just like okay. the Balrog is like a demon, you know? It's like a yeah. higher it's being almost like existence. Yes, and Gandalf fighting the Balrog makes a little bit more sense in that context because they are in the same like strength tier. You know? Yeah. Technically, Sauron, the main bad guy of the whole thing, is on that tier as well. He's like demigod, but his power was way amplified because he made the ring. Okay. Where were the wizards when they were fighting Sauron in that the first opening? I don't know. They just let uh, men and the uh, old dude, um, old elf five man's, eyes. yeah. Sauron was, was the uh, the guy that had the ring. Yeah, Sauron, okay. and then Saruman. Yeah, it's a little confusing. Saruman yeah. being Sauron, the right. Saruman. Saruman. Yeah. Yeah, the okay. big giant fiery eye versus the little. White wizard. Little yeah, white the wizard. White wizard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dracula. Heck <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I would uh, Dooku. I would be down to watch the next one actually. Okay. We'll do that. <laughs> Same time next next week. Same time. Cool. Well uh yeah, I guess that's uh, about time for us. Uh make sure to check out our Instagram at BMI Podcast. And our Facebook at Excuse My Ignorance. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe and catch us on Spotify and iTunes. And we will see you guys next time. Peace. Peace.